Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. I only have one question. Do you think I deserve your full attention? That's what I like to hear. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to 90.3 WRST FM Oshkosh. This is Strip to Screen, and I'm your host, Max. And joining me here in the booth is Gideon. Hi. And today we are going to be talking about uh, two kind of action-y, more realistic movies. One having just come out, and the other one kind of being a staple of the Oshkosh community uh, for the last, <laughs> I don't know, 13 years? No. 14 years now, 2008 was when it, it uh, came out and was being made. Uh, so we're going to be talking about Ambulance, the new Michael Bay film that's in theaters presently. And then we're also going to be talking about Public Enemies, the Johnny Depp film shot in Oshkosh and Madison and a number of locations all around Wisconsin and the uh, Midwest area in general. So uh, I think we're going to start out with Ambulance here. Yeah. Um, Gideon, uh, what did you think of this uh, film? I had an excellent time with this movie. I thought it was really great. Um, the interesting thing about this is that Michael Bay has, you know, made a few questionable movies. Some of them better than others, I think. Give me an example. Don't just um, leave that low, low-hanging fruit and not, not pick it here. Most of the Transformers movies are not good. I think Dark of the Moon, I just watched and had a really good time with, though. I think it's... I mean, I couldn't. I'd have to watch the other ones to compare them. But like, I, like I feel the like Dark of the, I was very surprised by how like visually sophisticated Dark of the Moon was. Um, I haven't, I haven't seen anything he's done outside of the. Oh, the island was really bad. Thirteen hours was not that great. Uh, I watched The Rock a long time ago and don't remember really anything about it. I haven't seen Bad Boys or Armageddon. Six Underground was not good. So like, Bad Boys is okay. I haven't seen it, so I can't tell you. Armageddon's, I've heard Bad Boys is probably probably his 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 best work. Um, Armageddon but, was so, big when it came out. Yeah, but it wasn't so like, like he has this thing where he kind of makes you know what some people have termed lizard brain movies, mm. um, where you just kind of have guys being dudes. I I dudes like to being des- guys. I like to describe um, his movies with four key things: fast cars, big explosions, hot chicks. And uh, and blatant advertising, you know, you, those are the four staples of his of his films, and they're so they're, they're like literally that's just the skeleton of every one of the Transformers movies. Yeah, but but at the same time, his movies are fun. I mean, they really are. Like, yeah, they're kind of turn your brain off sort of movies, but sometimes that's okay, and it's like. You know, it, it's like the difference between people who bring their work laptop on a vacation and those who just leave everything at home and just actually relax. That's the kind of two two sides of things. Like a movie that's more critical is that you're you're in the camp with the with the people who are bringing the the laptop with them, and his are just the va- the vacation ones where it's just you're chilling. Yeah. So and, I, it really just depends on the movie. So it, you sometimes that aesthetic is is accomplished but you can't just have uh 
I don't want to call it, you can't just have mindless action for, for two hours because to a certain extent, that's kind of what this is. But like you have to have some sort of foundational bedrock. Um, and this movie has enough character. It has enough story. It has enough conflict to keep you interested for the two hours because you've got, I really loved um, Isa Gonzalez's character, kind of the role that she plays um, and the relationship between um Jake Gyllenhaal and Yahya Abdul-Mateen like they so basically the, the these two brothers are going to go and he the one of them is kind of crazy and the other one's a, a veteran and he gets the the crazy guy gets the veteran to come and do this bank heist and of course things go wrong because that's what happens in heist movies um, and they end up hijacking the ambulance that's driven by uh, Isaac Gonzalez's character mm-hmm. and she kind of is is on for the ride with them. Um, and so I think that the setup here, it, it's simple enough. Like the Transformers movies are so ridiculously convoluted and stupid. Like this movie is stupid, hey, but hey, like hey. it's not, you can't tell the, me the Transformers movies are not dumb. Like, I love the first three. They can be enjoyable, I, but like they're not, they are definitely still dumb. I, um, this movie is really dumb, but it's got enough of a, of a story and characters that you can grab onto that you can kind of... I don't know, forgive some of the dumber stuff, but like the dumb stuff that's here is like absurd in a way that's like laughable, like, or, or intense. Like it, like the, there's the, the surgery scene, maybe we can say like absolutely ridiculous and absurd. Like there's no way that it would have her happen, but like it's played for tension in a way that you can, you can grab onto it. And, and, and just like, especially there's, there's one part in it that's just like completely off the wall and insane what happens. And it's just like, you're just laughing at the absurdity of it and you're on, you're on for the ride. Some of his other movies are not like this because I just feel like they're, they're, they're so dumb and they don't have any character that, 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 the dumb is kind of working with like it's just it's just dumb for the sake of being dumb it's like 14 year old boy catering to their what their taste would be this is like i don't want to say like more sophisticated than that but like it has it has a uh enjoyable energy to it like it has yeah. it has that that sense of of craziness like jake gyllenhaal is just completely going for it in this movie he's, he's, like he's great. off the off the chain insane I, dude like just every going movie for I see everything with him, yeah every movie i see with him makes me love him as an actor more and more like he understood I mean, the assignment oh dude he nails it out of the park in this and i want to say just the energy you feel when you're watching this movie it's like yeah. it it's like once it gets going it and just doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. They yeah. don't let off the pedal. They really don't. Like once they're in that ambulance and things are happening, you're you're just locked in. You're locked in. There's yeah. there's no leaving your seat. There's no getting up to go anywhere. You're 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 watching this a hundred percent and you're yeah. in it. And I, com- I haven't been that like even though I wasn't like in love with this movie, I did like the movie. But I wasn't like, oh my god, this is the best movie ever. Like the last time I really felt like this I was in a theater watching one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. It was Ready Player One when I went and saw that in theaters. But, and don't give me that look, Gideon. I see that look. But I'm saying that this one still had that energy of like, I didn't want to leave. I didn't, I, there's no way I could. It just, you, you, I was too afraid to miss something. And by the way, I caught an early showtime for this movie. I was the only one in this theater. Oh, that sucks. I was there with a whole bunch of people. It was oh, great. dude, I was, I was totally solo. Like and audible was, gasps from people throughout this movie. And it was just yeah. so much fun. Oh, dude. Yeah. So. Like and I, I oh sorry go ahead. Well, I think that this is one of his more like for as kind of simple as the story seems on paper, it is one of his more sophisticated movies that he's made. And 
I think he did a great job. And I had a lot well, more fun with this. The trailers kind of sell it short. Like, this movie is better than the trailers made it out oh, to be. Oh, I saw the trailer and I was like, I'm down for that. I, really? I was like, I, because I, I, the trailers, I could see what it was going for. It's just like, we're going to lock and load, basically. Mm-hmm. I, then that's what I got from the trailers, which is, I mean, yeah. And, I don't trust trailers to begin with, but. See, and I'm surprised you even watched one because usually you're one to not watch a trailer. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm lessening my my strictness in terms that. of good. Good. Uh, Just my rule no is no trailers ever. Because I, I used to be, I used to be no trailers ever. Period. No matter what. Yeah. And I'm I'm not like that anymore. Well, my my rule of thumb used to be like if if it's a comedy, watch one trailer, see yeah. if you like it, and that's don't a, watch anymore. That's a good rule of thumb. But like, think about it. How many comedies have we had in the past five years? Like hardly any, it feels like. Well, there the have one not that, been the, like comedies coming out really. The last like theater big comedies, com- yeah. Well, the last one I saw. Gone. Well, the last one I saw that sadly the trailers ruined it, and I really was hoping there'd be more jokes than the ones just in the trailers. But it really pretty much was it. Was the Happy Time Murders? And oh, I heard that movie was awful. It's okay, but just if you haven't watched the trailers, it's going to be the greatest. It's going to be so funny for you. Because, but all the good jokes are in the trailers. Yeah, so it ruined that for me. Movie. But it is funny, and it's a cool. Just they had fun with that concept. <laughs> but, but with this movie, I, I, the only thing I didn't like about it was the ending. Didn't go the way I wanted it to go. No, I love the ending. I thought I, the ending was so great. I, I wasn't pleased with the ending, but overall, I had a great time with this movie, and they did a good job um, really giving everybody solid motivations, and everybody, like, the characters seemed like there was so much more to them, and he didn't over-explain anything past yeah. what he needed to. Well, I thought, and, the, I thought the ending was so great because it, it fulfilled those character expectations, and, and you don't really get that from him usually. Like, it's set, like that beginning, I mean, it's kind of his first act. The second act is like they're driving straight period just zoom, 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 zoom. first act like actually sets up character motivations for and and expectations for like uh isaac gonzalez basically and then at the end it's actually it's like legitimately gets paid off and like it's well, kind of does, corny, yeah. but like i was i would i bought it hook line and sinker which doesn't normally have like it's 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 totally uh like soapy and stuff but like to see him actually put something and commit to it in that way, I, I bought it. And it works for this type of movie, especially. Yeah. Um, but, but still, like, I wonder if you gave this script to, um, to like, Zack Schneider, what it would have looked like compared to Michael Bay's. I, it's I, not I really, really his type of thing. It, I, it I know. feels a little bit too realistic. Yeah. His, his style is less grounded than this is. Mm-hmm. Um, like 300 is more epic and mythological, even yeah. though it is still blood, sweat, and tears, if well, that yeah, makes he, sense. He, he definitely does these stranger kind of, how do I even describe it? Yeah, epics are good words for it, where they kind of have this this mythological factor to its characters always. Like, I think of Sucker Punch or Watchmen. Like, these are people who are humans, but they still, there's always something about them Yeah, and I think his style that, doesn't fit with Watchmen, but, and for that reason... Even though usually he people makes consider it too, that to he be makes his it best too, film. He makes it too, I don't think it is. He makes it too mythological where it needs to be more grounded, honestly. Like those characters should not be glorified in the way that he glorifies them with the camera. It's really weird. Oh, I was um, thinking more from a practical standpoint, like their literal physical abilities are too too much for just a normal human. No, their but, abilities makes are the same as they are in the comic. Um I guess, but I mean, you just know like certain characters are like regular humans yet they're like, at one point you see like the comedian like punch through concrete and like, 
the the yeah. physical <laughs> feats that Ozymandias does. I don't know, but anyways, I I just yeah. I just I it's, just it, it, this movie really shows just Michael Bay style very it's well. Great but. to see somebody who's actually shooting stuff, th- shooting stuff, sh- smashing cars, you know. Uh, Oh yes, a Great lot of this was practical. Work. It's like it yeah. all feels. No, I'm pretty. There was like one shot where I thought was like, okay, that's not real. It's the one where the drone's going and then the cars like smash and then the drone goes through the smashing cars. Mm. And I was like, okay, that's obviously not real. But like, there's the one where the drone is like, okay, the, can we talk about the drone shots in this movie? The drone is like some were really s- good. It's so amazing. The drone is like skimming across the ground and like the police car jumps over the freaking drone. I was like, oh my gosh! Like it's just like this is the kind of stuff that I want to see from action filmmaking. They're using the drones to like push the envelope of what you can do, the types of shots that you can get. Like this is what I, I want. I love it's some of the establishing drone. Like, Establishing shots that they use in this movie that where it just like it starts and you're facing a building upside down and then it does like a a hundred and eighty degree rotation from facing behind yeah. the drone completely under you do an upside down look and then you're facing forward. Yeah. It's like just some of that was so good. I'm like, wait a minute, how are they doing that for a second? Like it really through me. I'm like, and then it's moving and it gets into the scene. But also, this movie just hits on emotional levels. Like the the first scene where you actually see the the um, the medics, like when they mm-hmm. when she goes to that yeah. first car accident. I was crying. I bought it. I was crying, I bought man. It, man. I, I felt and then they so pull bad. the rug out from you, but then they then they, yeah. but then they pay that off at the end. Yeah. The fact that I was like, well, this is so, dumb. But then they actually like make it. And every, I was like, it's just great yeah. stuff. It was great. Like, I was and like, I don't. I I'm like utterly shocked by how Michael Bay is pulling off this emotional beat right now because like he just normally does not care. <laughs> um, I don't think I, I don't think anybody can call him a dumb filmmaker. I think he just knows what he's good at and he sticks to it. But that's, and like, I that's my problem though. Like he 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 should know what he's good at and should stick to it, but like he doesn't always. Like I don't think this one delivers on what he is good at delivering at, which does not always happen with his movies. So I think like if you want to know what Michael Bay is good at, it's this type of thing. I don't think all of his movies are like this. So um I I also want to say one other issue I had with this movie that was just kind of an under the radar sort of issue, but they really don't know who you, or they don't know where to push you, which side to root for here. Because you have disagree. the robbers and you have the cops. I think and, it plays and, that surprisingly well. And that's the thing I was shocked the most about the movie is how well it plays, who you're supposed to root for, and morally who is right, who is wrong, and how that gets dealt with in the ending, and who is, you know, who survives and in what way and that type of thing. It plays it perfectly. I, I disagree. I think... Especially for this type of thing. Well, you're rooting for... I, I felt you were rooting for the criminals, but at the same time, he tries to really paint it that it's only... Like, the cops are 100% in the right and are just, you know... And and he didn't really give a reason to root against the cops, but at the same time, he's not giving a good enough reason to root against the protagonists who are these two bank robbers. And Okay, so I, what I got is that you kind of... You're... you're point of view or lens when you're in the ambulance is is the medic is what's I gotta I gotta look up her name I can't keep calling her Isaac Gonzalez's character but she is kind of there and you're seeing and she yeah yeah. Cam and she is kind of like the 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 moral good person there where you're kind of supposed to say like oh crap what's happening this is all kind of crazy and I kind of have to do what's right in this situation and then you've got the dynamic between the two brothers and Jake Gyllenhaal is just like off the chain insane bad guy to the 
Like just, but he's not a like the worst bad guy. I, I mean, think he's, he's a very just practical. I compared him kind of to like Adam Sandler and Uncut Gems, where he's very like insane and like try and he's like he, he in the way that he like bars with people where he's like just yells at them and is screaming to get his way and he has to get his way no matter what and if he doesn't get it he's gonna keep screaming like until it until it kind of goes in his direction in favor um and it's just kind of that type of energy this is a good comparison honestly i mean and but like i don't i don't he's 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 likable in the sense that he has enough charisma in his insanity that you don't want to like see him die immediately if that makes sense but he's definitely a bad dude um and then yeah, yaya abdul mateen's character whose name is Will, he kind of has this thing where he kind of makes a really bad decision to get roped up into all this stuff. Um, so he he's condemnable in that sense where, yes, you should have stayed at home, but once he gets roped in, he kind of makes... He can make or not make the correct decision from there, and you kind of see where that happens. So he kind of has that mm -hmm. sense where you go one direction or the other. But I never found myself rooting against Joan Hall. Like that's the whole thing. Oh, I disagree. I was like, I, I was kill like, him I now. wanted Towards him. the end. I was like, I okay, just kill him. Kill him. He needs to die. Shoot him in the so, head. So I. <laughs> I, I wasn't. Like I was the, the totally. Sniper scene, it's like okay, just put it. Like I'm I'm done with this guy. Like I was I was feeling. You wanted that. it to go like uh, Captain Phillips a little bit, you know. Well, the when the police movie. are chasing him and they got the sniper train on him, it's like yeah, the police need to come out there execute more people are dying because you see people the dam the amount of damage that is being caused. Like I, you just need to, to shut this down. Though, it almost was like. Ocean's Eleven, if, like, after a certain point, like, beginning of, like, the third act, kind of, or maybe it was, like, mid-second, I'm trying to remember when they, they get the, um, the Mexican street gangs to kind of, you know, call an audible a little bit with them, I'm trying oh, to think. in this movie. It, in this, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like, it, this felt like it was building upon itself kind of the way Ocean's yeah, that part's movies insane. do. that insane. That part is, utter, I, again, another example was, of just like utterly ridiculous. Oh, dude, I was having so much fun at that point. I was like, yes. But at that point, though, I'm seriously rooting for, for the robbers. Oh. I wanted them to just like go off and get out of here. And then the way I thought this movie would go, it didn't. And I was really kind of disappointed with that because I was hoping John Hall... And and all the like I I, can't, I don't want to go too much into spoilers because people need to see this and, and I want to maintain some tension but yeah we gotta let's start getting into stores. Um, but first category is first impression. First impression, I was pleasantly surprised of this. I went into this with very low expectations, thinking okay this is gonna be like kind of over the top actiony but it isn't gonna be anything great. I ended up like really digging it. I don't know if I need to go see it again anytime soon, but I would if somebody was like, hey, do you want to go see this? I'd be like, sure. So I'm going to give it a seven. This um, is a perfect seven movie for me. Yeah, I'm going with seven as well is what I gave it. Um, it's it's an enjoyable film. I it's a, Seven is a really good score for me, actually, I think. Um, and I think a Except lot of, when you love the movie and then it's then it just instantly gets a 10. No, I'm just I messing mean, with you. Especially for something new. Like, I don't think I give new movies a 7, like, ever. Typically, um, yeah, you need to kind of let it let it simmer a bit and really think on it. And, and then, I think and I think that the reason for that is because it delivers on the action. Yeah. And it delivers on this... Like, the, when have we seen drone stuff like this? Like, drones have been around for, what, five years now? Uh, is a major part like, of, of the film industry. But yeah. Like, regardless of whether it's involvement in the film industry or not, like no one has used them like this to date that I can think of that yeah. I've seen. 
Um, so that type of innovation so is the type do. of thing that's definitely going to get you a score boost, score boost, especially when it's like so complimentary to the the insane style. Some people do an occasional drone like establishing shot, kind of fly over, but it's nothing nothing that's the, crazy. That's, that's just the same as a helicopter shot, though. That we they've yeah. been doing that since The Shining in 1980. Like, yeah. So yeah. You're right. So absolutely, like, they definitely. Like, there's definitely something to be said about the unique new style of, of filmmaking that he just kind of he just set the like, set the bar. Like, genuinely, like innovation is a is a is not an exaggeration in this in this yeah. in this in this case. He set the bar. Now this is what if you're going to be using drones, this is the this is the gold standard as of right now. To, yeah. be, to be using it. And I think you could use them better. I was thinking throughout this film, like, the way that they're kind of edited, it's still very, like, I want to see some, like, smooth, like, there's the one shot where it's like they're coming in through the bank and it's on the ceiling and it's, like, flying past all of them, but then it kind of, like, cuts before it finishes off its move to the front of the, f of the place. It's like, I want to see, if I was editing this, I would, like, give it a little bit more chance to be, like, that smooth kind of, like, I talked about Uncut, Uncut Gems is a great comparison here as well because Uncut Gems... It works this, with tension. And and chaos. Yeah. Here there is a lot of chaos in the in the in the in the use of the drones and just in general. Uncut Gems has uh, incredible sense of like controlled chaos. So it's got this like chaotic atmosphere, but the way that the camera captures it is incredibly controlled in the way that the Safdies kind of like use it to like in in the in the in the uh, in the jewel diamond shop when he's literally like swirling around the characters and it's like this insane sense of motion, constant motion, literally never stopping throughout the entire scene. Um, but it always is uh, you can tell there's a sense of of control and knowledge about what they want it to be. Here it's kind of just like wieldless, reckless, we're just gonna go constantly, never stopping, but not without any real sense of understanding of like, you know, where this is gonna end up. Yeah. Which is which is kind of Bay's thing. Um but it's definitely I think insuperior to Uncut Gems and in that way. Next category is story. Story, I, okay, so this is probably where I, it loses me just a little bit because like I said, I've already kind of voiced my my issues. It doesn't, I felt like the movie didn't know where it wanted to go, who, which side you're supposed to root for because it kind of felt like it didn't couldn't decide and then you're s sitting in a situation where you're watching two sides go against each other and you're not necessarily rooting against either of them mm. and it's a conflict that, that doesn't let you then, it prevents you from really connecting with one side or the other. That's really interesting because if I had thought that, I would have rated this a lot lower. <laughs> Well, that's how I, yeah, that's how I feel about this movie is, but I ended up, I was like, I want the robbers to get away. So I'm watching this and, and, and I was hoping for that. But at the same time, I, I was seeing how, you think how that, cause they demonstrate over and over again, how so many of them are bad dudes. Yeah. But all of the ones that are bad dudes, like aren't in this movie for very long. Yeah. <laughs> so I won't go into more detail than that. So, but then it's just your main two guys, which I think was a great decision to just have it be. So you're thinking that Jake Gyllenhaal is like a unlikable want to want him to survive type character. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. More than any other character in this, I wanted him like on a. I want him on a beach with the millions of dollars. That's what I want. And they were. <laughs> gosh, I gotta stop. I don't. If I say any more, it's gonna get way no, too much yeah, into spoilers. You're so you're fine. Um. So, yeah, I have issues with them determining who you want to be the good guy and that. And I also don't like how the ending played out necessarily. I get what you're talking about with Cam's character. And Cam's character is executed very well. Yeah, I love her. And I'm her. not I denying that. So much. <laughs> but she's not the main character. Will's the main character. Okay, so she's, she's a secondary protagonist and at the same level that Will's brother is. 
Um, but that's that's my point here is that when you're focusing on the Will story and the Hall story, that I is... I don't know. She's focused on pretty heavily. Doesn't she, she open is. the movie? It's not her movie. She's not the protagonist. You know that she's not. I don't know. I think she's balanced just as much as Will is, honestly. I, like just in terms of like I amount of screen they, time, they amount get, of the type of character motivation that she has. Yeah, but she's they, not the one enacting the plot. So there's that that goes against her. She's not the one that's um she's reacting. Initiate she she's reacting to it rather than than having an active I'm okay being with the active protagonist. I'm so. okay with the tops arcs. I'm okay with the arcs that happens with the Mexican street gangs, yeah. but not the main characters. So yeah. story wise, I'm giving this a four. Um. Like I said, I think I was very surprised by the amount of grace that is pulled off with the emotional beats and those thematic beats um, in terms of who is who is right and who is wrong. Um, especially with the stuff at the end with Cam, I was just like, "How how how is this happening? How am I following falling for this at this moment?" Um, it's not the most graceful thing. You could probably cut this thing down by 20 minutes to half an hour and, and still have all of the great action stuff. Um, and, but also tighten up the story at the same time, um, in terms of plotting, like, again, it's the thing where it's, there's so much to praise here, but it's like, Bay just doesn't, or whoever wrote this or whatever is not, it's not, it's definitely not flawless. Like you can, you can pick it apart. Um, especially when it comes to like some of the absurdity, like I feel like you can have those those insane moments of like just like weird. Like I, I said this about I mean, Uncut Gems. I said there's character in every single frame of this movie, um, and I feel like there are character. There's character in so, a lot of frames of this movie, yeah. <laughs> but like sometimes Dude, I, I think you can keep that with and 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 make it make more sense. I guess like think of Die that. Hard. Like Die Hard. I don't know how much of that actually is realistic, but like you buy it as realistic. Whereas here you're just like. No, I, that dude, would not happen. I love the part. Like is when that, he jumps off the tr uh, off the top of the of uh, Nagatomi Plaza, you're like, yeah, heck yeah, that definitely would happen in real life. Yeah, I I don't know. I I was like when you're watching the movie. Yeah, I <laughs> I'm thinking if, if you're talking about that and the realism of it, I love like when they're doing the chase through the part of the Staples Center, and then he's like, is that nitro? Somebody bring nitro into this. this the, the police chief's like dog that he just happened oh, to yeah, have on, happened. on his day off. And <laughs> why the, is my dog here? Yeah. Why did you, why would you bring my dog into, like, it, it's like the just lead like car too. Yeah. It's like, why would you have your dog in this car? It's like, yeah, that was great. I don't know, man. They have, they, and I wonder too, like, is that the, it, it, like Michael Bay has such a thing for dogs in his movies too. Like there's dogs in all, like pretty much all of the trans, or at least the main th first two, maybe three Transformers movies. They all have dogs. Yeah, but he loves he um, loves having dogs in his movies. But uh, yeah, story I think four. For I me. will go six for story. All right, next category. Uh, acting. Acting was good. Um, I. I really think Joan Hall is the best actor out of everybody here. I I wasn't a big fan of know-it-all computer lady in the back of the truck. She was kind of annoying. She was kind of funny. I mean, she's funny, but at the same time, Hollywood's right now kind of being written with a lot of those characters for some reason, and it seems more of like a counterculture move and almost kind of a push for the woke side of stuff. 
which I mean, if I mean, you, I I'm not say, saying it's I good or bad. You can, necessarily, but I, I don't is. disagree with the point that this is like an infestation that's happening without people being considerate for actual real stories. Yeah, I did not see that with this character. I thought she fit in great with the tone of everything just being like absurd. And I don't think Michael Bay is the type of filmmaker to do that type of thing. No, anyways. I don't think he is either. Um, but my point is that he wasn't completely the. F he didn't write this whole thing. No, it, I don't know. I I liked her character actually. I thought she was funny. I think like the um, thing, uh, what was the girl from? Um, if you want to do a character like this, right? You look at like NCIS, and it's the goth girl who does the autopsies and I stuff. Don't know about she's she's that. the one. Like that's the way to write that type of character. You don't write it like this girl. So I wasn't a big fan of her. I did, wasn't a big fan of the cop that's in the ambulance. He was kind of weird and doofy and dumb. So. I don't know. It would have worked a lot better if it was his partner instead. But uh, so for acting uh, with the good and the bad, I don't know. I'm between a six or a seven. Where are you at? Maybe maybe you'll say something that makes me lean one way or another. Um, I I think all the performances here, for the most part, know what movie they're in, which is very rare for this type of thing. Where like the movie is ha does kind of have an insane tone, but everybody kind of understands what that tone is and is actually playing towards that. Um, which is sort of shocking, but works incredibly well. Um, I think Isa Gonzalez, I love her in this movie. Like, I, I, I understand that this is like a Michael Bay movie and he, and written probably by a man as well. And I, I don't know, you know, like she's not an incredibly nuanced character, but I, f and I find her character like very attractive in the sense that she's like, Okay, she's a beautiful woman first, but like she's a she's headstrong. She knows what she wants. She's smart. She was in medical school for like three years. Like I find got addicted to speed. Okay, aside from that, <laughs> but like it shows that she's like a flawed person. Like she's not a she's not like a perfect she's, she's human well, being she's either. Much better written than most of these like usually throwaway female characters in like, like the Transformers actual, movies. She has actual agency. Like she does things. She's working to, yeah. to you know. Like, like tell me anything about the, the Sam like Wicky's girlfriend the in the third. That's what I'm saying. Like she has like, actual like, characteristics about her that are, that are likable, but are also, she's not a flawless human being. Like I just found that very, like, like I like that a lot. I don't like know. Megan Fox's character kind of well written in 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 the first I mean, Transformer. No, but, but the girl, but the British girlfriend that is in the third yeah, also movie. No. There's nothing to that character at all. That's yeah. my point. So Michael Bay is trying to hit and miss with these kind of characters. I would say miss always. <laughs> like he does not know how to direct female characters. Um, but again, he also knows his audience. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. And, I mean, like, it's, it's like just, it's like the people who write, you know, or direct chick flicks. Like they I'm, know it's not. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like I don't want to say that. Like this, this character was probably written towards fourteen-year-old boys is an incredibly nuanced depiction of the female experience. However, <laughs> it's more than he's ever done before. Yeah. So solid. Uh, so where are you sitting with your score on that? I'm gonna say seven. Like the the I'm still shocked by how well they play towards what this is, and that's a, a huge part of acting is understanding what the assignment is. Were there any characters you didn't like how they were written? Not really. <laughs> Okay, uh, I'm going six then. I I felt at least there were two. I mean, yeah, her character is well but done. We're not talking about writing. We're talking about acting. Or so and, if I'm you're sorry, talking acting, about acting, writing, I meant acting. I meant the yeah. story. How they play the story is I, what acting is, and I think it's pretty much yeah, what, I, what they're supposed to do across the board. Doofy cop who's sitting back to the ambulance for ninety percent of that movie. Not a fan of him. Uh, so yeah, six for me. Look and feel is our next category. Way better looking than some of his other stuff. Like, he didn't go over the top with the explosions. There's, There's one bad CG shot that was a little bit weird and wonky, 
but at the same time, you don't want to film a live action head on collision yeah, from that's inside. I, that's the one I was talking about before. When they're heading up the on ramp, off. Yeah. So okay, we did agree on that. Then yeah, it, it that one looked weird. And I, there the was one some, where they smash, then the drone goes through the smash. So it's I just don't very remember the drone going through the smash. So I didn't know that. But they turned the drone up, would have been smashed and destroyed. A, there's a highway and it's yeah. going down and they just turn up. Yeah. And, okay. Yeah, that was the shot that I was not. The drone just goes into. right through it. And it's Does like it? okay. uh, no. This yeah. Would, the drone so, would be. So <laughs> it, it was weird. So it was a weird shot. But besides that, it was pretty good. Yeah. It's like it really does sound as a Thor thumb. It's kind of like that. Like I feel like Fury Road is the same way. Where like everything is so real and there's that yeah. and, there's that but there's shocked. that one shot where it's like it's, Dude, it looks like okay this was CG when they had the helicopters in the LA River like that was real yeah I know I'm watching this yes. I'm like holy crap they yeah. actually got two yeah. helicopters to do a low flyby over a real ambulance as they're all moving yeah, I don't know if they actually did or not but it did it, I'm pretty sure they did I mean and if they didn't like props to them man it I, I'm almost certain, or they filmed it twice yeah. and then just overlaid it, but I really doubt it was an overlay because there was water that the car is splashing through and it's literally hitting the windshield of the helicopters. It's that close. So, I mean, I was amazed by some of that. The look and feel was pretty good. No over-the-top explosions. They were practical when they needed to be. They were good. I, I had a lot the of fun. The score with, is like over the top in all the best ways, yeah. just like intense and like almost like cerebral and like just like some of the effects I and some of the practical offense, this, like the body stuff was great. Like, dude that gets run over, oh my God. <laughs> Never have seen somebody oh, still yeah. do that with a movie. That was another innovation. <laughs> I was like, I don't think I've ever seen somebody get half run over and then still have a line of dialogue at some point. And Oh, that oh, that was so gross, but so good at the same yeah. time. So, uh, look and feel. I'm giving it an eight. I think I'm going eight as well. Like, I yeah, I don't know, we're, man. We're like, kind of on the same page for most of this movie. It's very it weird how good this movie is. Yeah, <laughs> I I couldn't believe it. I mean, I, did, were you expecting it to be this level? I thought so from the trailer. I thought, okay, if this does what I think it's gonna do, it's gonna be a lock and load, blow stuff up, have a great time, rev, 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 rev. Yeah, but rev, I don't think, I didn't think you were around. into those movies, dude. When they're done, yeah, man. Okay, I'm I just, love this like, type I'm, of movie when they do it right. Okay, and, typically people who've seen like. Uh, <laughs> Like, uh, who watch all of the Oscar nominations typically aren't then also into the ones like this. So that's why I just get, like, a differing vibe. But all right, I guess I didn't know you no, as well I as I thought. I love movies like this. All right, I'm they happy just, to hear it. They just never do them right. I'm okay, well. Like, we, like Police Story, we talked about that before. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, so let's like get into our final category Mission here. Impossible, and then, like, that's my stuff. All right, I, action movies are great. Let's get into that final um, category. Experience. I had a great time with this movie. I am totally down to go see this again. My mom now wants to see it with me. I'm like, okay, mom, just letting you know, some of it gets a little gory, but besides that, you're going to be in for a ride. So I had fun with that. The car sounds too. Oh my God. Like it does great with the muscle cars, man. I love that. So I don't know. I had a great time with it. Obviously it wasn't, the experience wasn't ruined by people in the theater because I had a whole theater to myself and uh, I'm going to give that a seven as well. Um, a pleasant so, seven. I'm. It's a high seven, but I don't think it's at eight. So when this got done, my grandpa said that was freaking wild. Holy cow! I haven't seen an action one like that in a long time. Actually, you know <laughs> Which what? I thought was hilarious because he never says like 
anything about them. I mean, he that's not true. He will sometimes. It really depends on the movie. But like oftentimes, if I ask him what he thinks, he'll be like, he'll just nod or it's shrug right. or yeah. say it was good. Like he, he's a man of few words, but he uses his words carefully. So when he was I, he was over the moon about this one, I was like, yes, you know that what was delivered was delivered well. Hey, bump mine right up to uh, an eight, actually. I think I had a better experience than that. So yeah, eight for sure. Yeah, and I had a great time as well. I think there, there it's just like the, the the visceral moments in this are 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 present. Um, and I don't know what to say other than the fact that like this is what action movies should be like. Not not necessarily like across the board because you don't want them to be necessarily always as unwieldy as this is. Um, I would prefer. I, I like like but this the, is the vibe the you want. Like, like yeah, this is the like, experience you want to give your viewers if you're making an action. Yeah, like Fallout has like more set pieces, more different types of action. Um, even like John Wick Three has like different types of fight scenes. This like, is this is one note in a certain extent, but like I don't know, man. It's it's pretty great. Um, yeah. I'm gonna go eight for experience. Yeah. So yeah, good movies to compare this to: Uncut Gems and I think Captain Phillips. I haven't bit. seen that since I was since like it came out. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, you think about the the story of it. You know, you have captive and yeah. you're moving, and you're doing. Well, that, I got some more comps when we talk about public enemies, actually, because it ties in sort of. So, all right, so we're gonna do a quick uh, little break here, and then we are gonna come right back and talk public enemies. So stick around. This one time, I went camping with my parents in a forest. Back when I was maybe like eight or nine, it was amazing. We could hear the sounds of the forest all around us. Frogs singing and owls calling and a creek nearby. I'll definitely never forget it. Most of us have a memory of being in nature we'll never forget. Let's protect the world's natural places so more memories can be made for generations to come. Visit worldwildlife.org. And we're back here on 90.3 WRST FM Oshkosh. Gideon and I just reviewed Ambulance. We gave it a solid 69 out of 100 here with our total score, putting it between what two movies? Uh, the Last Jedi and Joker. So some very odd company. <laughs> Joker should not be there. <laughs> um, Gosh darn it, man. You're 19 killed Joker. <laughs> yeah, I think so. We're going to talk about public enemies next. And yes. So, Public Enemies is a really interesting case to compare to Ambulance because it's made by uh, Michael Mann, who has also made films such as Collateral and Heat. So, Collateral and Heat are both, like, you can tell, or, like, Ambulance is very heavily cribbing from Collateral and Heat. Heat, L.A. set, has a famous heist set in L.A. Mm -hmm. um, collateral, you've got Tom Cruise, super evil bad guy set with Jamie Foxx, you know, kind of just, like, trapped with him in uh, in a car for the whole movie. So it's it's got the, both vibes from both of those things. Um, and I, you know, it's just the connection that I made. Anyways, Public Enemies... Uh, um, with jo Starring Johnny Depp, Johnny as, Depp as John Dillinger. As John Dillinger and Christian Bale as the uh, FBI guy coming after him. Yeah, for that Christian um, Bale was in that, yeah. So he... It's it's, it's, it's essentially banks. It's yeah, again. It's, there's the, another it's connection. Well, it's a little more about that. It, it's more than that. I mean, you fall. So quick summary: We watch Johnny Depp or uh, John Dillinger get broken out of prison. He starts robbing banks again. He starts to develop this relationship with this girl and uh, Marion Cotillard. And and sad things happen. And you know, it's a it's a tragedy. But it does definitely. I mean, John Dillinger was always kind of considered to be this. Um, 
gentleman bank robber sort of deal. Yeah. He was never like thought of by the American public back in the day as like this bloodthirsty criminal. He always kind of had this um, yeah. aura to him, and he kind of became a, like an American folk hero. Not unlike Al Capone, but Al Capone, people knew he was a brutal mafioso. This is a little bit different. Um, but it's it's just following him, and and you you see then also like the U.S. government trying like there's some great scenes uh, shot in the Madison Capitol building um, where they're they're using it as the U.S. Capitol building for this movie, which was genius, and I love that. Uh, but they're talking about trying to like upgrade the police cars because these gangsters would just rob a bank, get enough money to to turn one of their cars into like a hot rod, and they'd be able to outrun police to the county border or the or the state border, and then they were essentially free. Uh, so <laughs> it's just they 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 go into so much fun stuff. I remember seeing this being filmed in Oshkosh. Mm -hmm. I remember they converted a huge chunk of Main Street uh, into this. Mm -hmm. My dad was present during the days of filming. They put him in one of the buildings as an extra. My mom was an extra. Yeah. So really cool. I still have the shirt that they were selling on set that said, Johnny, get your gun. And then it was said Oshkosh 2008. Oh, nice. I still have it. It's super small on me, but I still have it just <laughs> as memento. And I love this movie. And I've been to pretty much anywhere in, in Wisconsin that this has been filmed. I've been to, I've been to the trail, the trail where they, where he ties up the hostages. Oh yeah. That's a place. Is, I was wondering where that was. It looked <sighs> very much like, you know, just outside of Oshkosh. Yeah, I don't, uh, I've been there. I don't remember where it is. My dad used to always like, I'd be like, hey, where was that? And he would say the trail name. I do not remember the name of the trail, but I have been there. We have walked that. And that was before the movie was filmed. And he was like, hey, Max, does that place look familiar? I'm like, what? <laughs> and then when we were watching it the first time, um, but yeah, just just great, fun. I, I love this movie. It is one of my all-time favorites. Johnny Depp is fantastic in it. The music's great. I think the the coloring for this movie is like the, the use of lighting is great. It just has this aura about it that is just so gorgeous. Yeah, it's it's weird because it's very digital. Um yeah. and it's set in it's a it's a period piece. And and it makes sense that it's digital because it's a Michael Mann movie. Mm -hmm. Um and so he's been experimenting with digital for since probably before Collateral, I think. Um, but Collateral, I think, is the first thing that I can think of, and then Miami Vice as well. So um, both of those movies have, like, a, I think Miami Vice was shot entirely digital. Um, and so this one, I think, is also shot entirely digital. And so it has his aesthetic. And so I was, I was um, saying that, like, <sighs> so many movies are shot digitally today, right? And they shoot digitally out of convenience or practicality or whatever it is. Um, and then they shoot digital only to make it look like film. And it's like, okay, think about this, guys. We're shooting digitally to make it look like film. We are huge Hollywood movies with big budgets. Why do we not just shoot on film? Like, I just, it doesn't make sense to me if we're going to shoot digital just to make it look like film. Because film obviously looks superior because we're making digital look like film. I guess the mindset would be that it's easier for them to shoot it on film and do the after effects to make it look like film then it would just be to acquire the film and maintain yeah, it. Yeah, so I guess I'm that. just saying like on principle, my instinct is to say, why would we do something this way when we can just like, even if it's going to look, even if it's indistinguishable, you know what I mean? I would rather shoot on film because just like on principle, it feels right to me to shoot on film rather than making it look like film. Um, whereas what Michael Mann does is he shoots on digital and shoots on digital and makes it look like it's shot digitally. So like it actually has these this this different aesthetic that that makes that that 
pervades the film and he's using the the capabilities of digital photography for a certain reason like a lot of times like the shutters below the 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 frame rate so it looks a little bit more motion blurry um or that you've got this like in miami vice especially it's like miami vice really pushes it further than this movie even does um where you just got like digital noise all over the place and it's just in like miami vice is a, is a great time if you ever want to watch that um also i, I want to say this is also this movie is also broadly kind of about the crackdown on like just you know these these famous criminals in general, right around the Prohibition era, and just after yeah. that, like because I remember Christian Bale's character kills somebody in an orchard. Yeah, it's who, messed who, up. He's what? like straight up. He's like stop, 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 and then he keeps driving. He's like, Boom. and he's like, oh, civilians. A, but, but who was that criminal? <laughs> like, who oh was that? Gosh. Was that like? I'm trying to think. Was that? Uh, oh, are you talking about? No, I'm talking about, who, I'm talking about when he kills the civilians. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when he's in the orchard. It was early in the f- film. First oh, act. Channing Tatum. When he kills Channing Tatum. Maybe. Yeah, was that? Pretty Boy Floyd or yeah, whatever? Yeah, Pretty Boy Floyd. Yeah, Thank that's you. Channing, that's the, that's, that's what I'm asking you. Is is who is the... Yeah, so he gets him and it's the pursuit then on Johnny Dillinger and Al Capone's already arrested at this point. And yeah, but like he had a gun and was shooting at them. It's not the same thing. And it I gets know. worse later when they're like, you know, torturing people, but, shooting civilians, yeah. etc. It's, it's like, I'm just well, saying you that guys it's are about, not great at doing your jobs, huh? It's about the end of this era of the famous criminals and these bank robbers. And yes. that's, that's what it is. Yes. It's, it's about the, the shift in the American world yeah. it just like you know the 1910s were the shift from the american west being essentially brought to extinction yeah. with the modernization of the of the world correct so in the same kind of way the the mid to early 30s is the end of that era when johnny dillinger al capone pretty boy floyd these guys that were household names in the news and all these other things that was when their illusion of, of and fame kind of disappeared yeah so because they all got caught and there was never anybody to really replace yeah. them um, so let's get into scores. In we terms, got, of, in terms of like first impression, I, I enjoyed a lot of this movie and I think Michael Mann's sensibilities are definitely here. Um, and I, and that's probably the part of the movie I enjoy the most. Um, that kind of thing though, like what you're saying, I, I think that's definitely present in the text. I don't think it's there as much as it needs to be. And I don't think it's as engaging as it needs to be. There's, there's parts of this where I'm not super engaged with what's going on. A lot of it feels sort of repetitive. It's like, we're going to go rob a bank and then we're going to go, you know, hide out and then we're going to rob a bank and then we're going to go hide out and then the cops are going to chase us and, and, and towards. And so that for that middle chunk of the movie, I'm kind of like, I don't know. I'm just not entirely feeling the vibe. I, I, I It was just the kind of experience where it's like, I enjoy a lot of what's happening here, but I'm not entirely engaged. Yeah. And so I'm, I, 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 had, I wasn't bored sitting there. It's just, I wasn't locked in entirely. Yeah. Um, and this so that type of thing is where it's just like, I don't know, man, it's probably the worst of his movies that I've seen. Like I, um, like so, his other movies are just so much better. <laughs> okay, what would you store this? Uh, I give it a six. I I didn't I enjoyed a lot of it. Um, yeah. first impression for me is an eight for this. I remember how much I loved it. If my dad was in here, he would definitely would have said it's a ten out of ten. This was one of his all time favorite movies. Mm. This and Django Unchained and Club Paradise, I think, are probably his three favorite movies. And he watched all three of those probably over a hundred times each. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, dude, he was one of those guys. He would literally just every day put, put the movie in, press play, watch it like seven o'clock to nine. He was watching one of those three movies. <laughs> I promise you it was, he was weird like that, but <laughs> yeah. anyways, yeah, I'm giving it an eight. Let's uh, rot to the next category here. Uh, story. story. I really like the story. I do agree with you though, that it does take a little bit before you're really into it. Like there's kind of a dip. Like it starts out, you're really into it. There's kind of a yeah, slow dip the, the and then first, it picks the up first, again. The first, uh, 
first 30 minutes. Uh, or, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Breakout. Yeah, the prison break. The prison break is, is excellent. Um, and, that, and that visual style is really established right then and there. Um, and after that, I don't really they they're that's when they ch that's when he's chasing down pretty boy floyd i think and then kind of after that he's finding marion cotillard in the in the club and stuff and it's like i don't know it's just kind of like typical gangster stuff you know what i mean like it's just i'm not entire it's just not yeah i, I, get I you. don't know yeah i i i really liked it but i do agree there is a dip where it's just you kind of can you zone out a bit because yeah. it doesn't have anything that's super drawing your attention for a while. It yeah. slows and then it gets back up. Right. And I, I don't think that it necessarily needs to be like attention grabbing, but for this type of story, like Miami vice is, is, I mean, it's, a, it's a different type of movie. It's not really about that sort of, uh, gangster era where things are a little bit more melancholic. Cause especially, and I didn't really lock into that sort of tone until the end. And I'm like, Oh wait, we're going for melancholy with the yeah. ending. Um, and I didn't feel that the rest of the movie, or at least if it was there, I wasn't locked into it. Whereas Miami, Miami Vice well, is kind of like it, that just cool stuff. It does establish um, the melancholy early on, especially with the visuals of like the state of America at that time. You're dealing with the Great Depression. You're dealing with the Dust Bowl. You're dealing with all these things that are happening and they show that because you see all these banks they're talking about and showing like these banks that are closed down. They're showing that farm that has nothing like that first safe house they go to and they get the car there and worked on. And it's literally just that whole field, the giant endless ocean of fields that are just nothing growing. And it's in the middle of middle of the summer when there should be props everywhere. And it's just, yeah, see, I'm not getting that from, I, at least I'm not, and if I, it is, I'm not feeling it or whatever. And, but then when, again, when they get to the end and they have the thing where he's in the theater, yeah. like, it, maybe retrospectively, I can see look trace that left. idea back. And now look to your right. No, no, I'm talking about <laughs> like, the very end. That oh. not that scene. The later, later, the, the, the bye very bye Blackbird yeah, part. Yeah. yeah, or even when he's in the theater and watching watching the movie. Yeah, um, I'm like, oh snap! This is what the point was. I totally was not grabbing onto this. Yeah. Um, and so I'm not sure if I watched it again, if I would track that throughout more. Mm -hmm. But towards the end, I was like, I, I, I got it. And I, the Bly by Blackbird thing, I'm like, okay, I, yeah. It that's, hits you. It yeah, hits you in that, the, like, you it, crying. It works. It works, yeah. man. But it's like, I wasn't, I wasn't grabbing onto that. So, uh, story, I, I, I do agree so that there's difficult. a dip, but I love the story overall anyways. And I think what this, what the, I'm going to give it an eight here. What I, what, the, all this unspoken stuff that they show in this movie, I think is just, it, this is one of the best movies in terms of unspoken story that's being told in the background. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that, but I think there's whatever. In my opinion, it's just that's how it is. But eight for me, what are you, are you at a story? Um, I think I'll give it a seven. Category. I could lower it because I wasn't as engaged, but I think that would fit better into the experience category than it would here story. I think what okay. they do here with in terms of, uh, you know, the John Dillinger character and who he is and kind of how he relates in this really interesting way to the world and how he is not hated, um, how he yeah. has this charisma, um, how the FBI feels at times like more of a bad guy than he does. All that stuff is very interesting. Yeah. Um, so I'll give it a seven. All right. Next category is acting. I can't think of a single person who's bad in this. I, I'm probably yeah. giving it a, a nine. Um. Again, I'll go seven for this. I don't think there's anything really mind-blowing happening here anywhere. I think I, kind of like Ambulance, everyone here really assigns, understands the assignment. It's a it's a period piece. Everyone's playing it like it's a period piece. But like, there's nothing super uh, groundbreaking or anything about anybody's performance necessarily. Mm. Um, Christian Bale, I don't think carries as much as he needs to. I think the one other cop is much more interesting than he is. Uh, the What's his name? 
the shoot the other cop that has that at the very end uh charles winstead i think his name is the yeah. one who's talking to the girlfriend at the very end okay i think he's a much more interesting character and a much more interesting performance than than christian bale is um at least he has that that presence he's a he's a he's an interesting character actor actually stephen lang um but you know again i think it's standard seven okay look and feel oh man i i love the aesthetic of this movie I really do. And I think they they make lemonade with the lemons that they got. So, you know, they knew that they were filming in the Midwest. They weren't, they didn't have, I don't think they had really the budget to do these giant moves to different locations all across the U.S. to do this. They really had to work with what they had, doing what they did in Oshkosh and in Wisconsin. And, and very smartly, like I said, like the Madison reusing the capital there to shoot what they needed to for the U.S. capital. That was genius. I loved that move. So... I, I, and I love the visuals. I think that the way everything's kind of faded a little bit adds to that period piece. Yeah, you're right. It's not filmed on film, but I'm okay with that. And that has never yeah. bothered me. But I th like I said, the visual storytelling that's being shown in the background and the way that they somehow managed to do everything so well like that, I had a blast. It looks great. Cars are gorgeous. The costuming's perfect. Every like ten out of ten. Like this is one of the best looking films to me, especially of that era. Yeah, and that's a tough era to be in because there were a lot of good movies in the late 2010s. That's like my specialty and my favorite in terms of my all my favorite movies. Right around that time, there's like five six years. It's like all my favorites are right there, and that's one of the one of my all time favorites. Yeah, I think like I said before, it, the digital photography. I'd rather have it look like this than look like fake digital photographies. But I'm still questioning whether or not digital was the correct choice for this story. Um, there is an interesting contradiction there with the oldness and the newness kind of being combined in the same frame, and that's always an interesting thing. I just don't know if it worked for this story. It might. I have to see it again. Oh, and also just the um, soundtrack is fantastic. The music that they choose is great. I, I didn't think it was particularly memorable. I'll give this a seven as well. I always remember that song. I can't think of the name of it. Yeah. When, when it's just all those chase scenes with that. It's just fantastic. Uh, and the orchestral stuff too, especially at the beginning of the jailbreak. Just awesome when they're driving off and that just takes over all of the sound and they cut the, the audio from the car and everything's great. Uh, next uh, experience is our final category. Always had a great experience with this. I, I yeah. It was it was awesome. I remember the first time I watched it, and it was fun. Me and my dad, we sat down, watched it in the house on the DVD player. It was great. Um, so I'm, I, though I was too young to really understand it, but yeah. but I looking back on it now, I really like it a lot more. Um, I mean, I think Michael Mann's I, I think movies are so visual that I think it's I, they they're not necessarily ones that you have to understand like the story of. I think he's such a great artist in terms of like. Uh, making something uh, viscerally visual in that sense, and this movie is no exception. Um, I just don't think. I think that I do, but I still do feel like there's a, a boredom dip in this, just a little bit. So I, I'm going to give it an eight. If it um, didn't have that, it probably would be a ten for me. Yeah, I'll give this a six. It might improve on rewatch, but again, I wasn't. I definitely was not engaged this entire time. I was like, the, I, lo I was like, looked on my phone a couple times, which I literally never do. Um, so, like, if that tells you anything. Um, Maybe it's just I had other things in my mind. I don't know. I mean, when we watched Love Exposure, you and me both just wanted it out for that. <laughs> yeah. Never watch Love Exposure, anybody. Do not. Just, like, just an utterly depraved movie. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, man. But yeah, all right. So where are we sitting on the score on that? We got a minute left here again. Uh, got a 76 out of 100, all right. which puts us... That's not bad for our scale by any means. At the same score as both Batman Begins and The Dark Knight Rises. Wow, so we have three Christian Bale movies all together at 76? Yeah, apparently. Is that his like average rank now in our score? Christian Bale is a 76 actor? Because yeah, that's, that's funny. The uh, Prestige, we have an 87. Ford vs. Ferrari, we also have an 87. <laughs> oh, man. Both Christian Bale movies. Yeah, but he's way better in those ones, especially Ford vs. Ferrari. He's awesome. He steals the show. But uh, anyways, thank you for tuning in here to 90.3 WRST-FM Oshkosh. This has been Script to Screen, and we will see you here next week, same time, same place.